Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by ThorMX. Our friends at ThorMX uh, uh, supporting the sport with uh, great riders like Ryan Villapoto and the Monster Energy Kawasaki team and BTOsports.com. Don't forget you can save just by listening to the show. Punch in PulpMX as a discount code and save your way to uh, a bigger and brighter future. Um, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, my boss at uh, RacerX and the man who determines Every single thing you read online, none other than the Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, that's right. We, um, we even battled it out over the 450 words um, topic today. So yes, yes. You'll, you'll see who wins. I, I still don't know who's won, actually. Well, I was going to say, yeah, who did win? I don't even know. Um, I know. You, you kind of drifted off of the IM, so I'll never know if I got what I was wanting. So if there's anybody who's angry about anything written on RacerX Online at any point ever in your life, it's Jason Wygant. Yeah. Yeah, he says. <laughs> uh, I can only, I'm only as good as the equipment I've been given. And um, when that includes people like Mathis, hey, right. you got to understand, i got some excuses. Good point. Excellent point. And, uh, kind of like Red Dog back in the day, I'm sure. Yeah, he had a lot of built-in stuff for sure. Right. Uh, you were not at Seattle, Wygant. No. You were not there. Uh, but a man who was there with me, in the trenches, in the rain, um, doing our best uh, to uh, represent RacerX, uh, other than privateer hero, ex-privateer hero, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Uh, not too much, not too much. So, so this is the group that goes to the races, Jason and Steven, <laughs> and then the group that doesn't is Jason Wygant. You guys want to trade going to a GNCC in South Carolina? You didn't have to go to the GNCC. It was key for me to go to one at some point this year, and uh, I really didn't want to have to go to, I don't know, Indiana in October or something like that. Now, I could go in the springtime and race. Now, of course, you, 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 you covered the GNCC series for years. So, yeah, I worked for the series. Yep, right, so now yep. you, you've been away. When you go back, do they ask you like, what it's like on airplanes and what it's like with electricity? Like, do, they, do they try to pick your brain on what it's like on the other side? Well, it's actually strategically why I did what I did here. Last year, I went to zero events. And the reason I did not go to any was because the first year out, you'll get backlash for stuff like that. Oh, you sold out. Yeah, you have, like, real facilities. And, like, you don't have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to get to the track on time and work all day and stuff like that, right? Right. But now, after a year away, like, I come back and it's like, whoa, what are you doing here, man? Right. So now it's all good. So. I knew I had to go to one, and I wanted to go to one that was close enough where I could drive and bring my bike and race. So I was really just doing it for myself, you're correct. I imagine it's a lot like uh, when you left Englishtown as a flagger. You had to wait a little bit to realize that I, yeah, I actually did leave, guys. Clock's still ticking. Haven't gone back yet. Oh, okay, well, let us know when that happens. Yes, maybe the 15-year mark. I honestly have never had a hole in my schedule to actually go to Englishtown. I know it sounds bizarre, but right. as you guys probably noticed, most of the weekends are full. Yes. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's three supercrosses you've not gone to this year. So, if oh, I cool. were writing about your performance, I would write that you don't really want it. You know, you run a website of your own on the side. I think I don't really look at it or anything. Right. But uh, that's the advice I give to you. If if you don't learn to delegate, you'll never be able to expand. You uh, you do get some emails, uh, complaints once in a while from <laughs> from. from... I... Oddly, I get more complaint emails from your website than, than my own. Right, right. Uh, all right, let's go to Seattle. Um, I guess right away, Wygant, uh, it was on CBS, so you didn't get the full effect of uh, the whole deal. Because, you know, for CBS, they do condense the shows. They don't show all the shows, um, 450 class-wise, anyways. So you don't get, you don't get the whole deal. Um, 
But yeah. the JT, let me ask you this: um, practices were were cut short. Um, the first one was eliminated altogether. The untimed one. The other two were shortened by five minutes each to make them ten minutes. Um, what's that like? I mean, and you know the track is going to be uh, worse and worse and worse every time out there. So you really have to lay down some decent laps in the first five minutes of the very first practice. Yeah, I, it, you know, I think different riders handle it, um, kind of approach it in different ways. Uh, for me, it always kind of worked out pretty well because I, I felt like I adapted to tracks quickly. Um, so I, I kind of liked those races. Uh, and back in the day, there was, you know, way, way, way more track time. We would ride Friday um, twice for 20-minute uh, sessions at a time, uh, and then there would be two practices on Saturday that didn't count for anything, and then an additional afternoon qualifier if you weren't seated before you ever started thinking about the night show stuff. Um, so in a situation like this weekend, the Friday would have been cut out, and then we would have been very similar to how Saturday ran this weekend. And I always liked it. I liked the least amount of time on the track. Right. And I felt like the best riders kind of rose to the top in those situations. Um, the more track time you get, everybody kind of starts doing the same thing and picks up the pace and adapts to the conditions. Uh, so for me, uh, I liked it, and I just feel like you have to really be on your game, and, and you can't really waste a lot of time trying to figure the track out. Tough, though, right, for some guys. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's difficult, and that's what I liked about it. You know, I think the the higher level of difficulty you add to tracks and and any situation, whether it's track time or track obstacles or anything like that, right? Uh, I think you just get that separation, and and whether it's good or bad, I think all the riders want that. You know, all the riders think that they're the best guy, so they're like, oh yeah, we want time, we want it harder and harder. You know, and I think it works against some guys, and they don't even realize it, but right. I think everybody wants it. Uh, Wygant, we've been talking about Barsha um, and how his mom was not happy, his Jeff Stanton wasn't happy, he wasn't happy. After Houston, I, I was interviewing him, and he's like, what for? And I'm like, because, you, you, you know, you had a good ride. He's like, fourth. And, uh, well, maybe maybe we should have all been mad at him um, because uh looks like he can just win. Yeah, I actually texted six times this morning, but he hasn't hit me back yet. He's probably, I don't know, <clears throat> doing a triathlon or something, right? Right. Or, like, Chopping what'd down you, trees with his bare hands. What'd you text him with? Like, oh yeah, good job on pushing him. Yeah, I said, looks like he did have more than a fourth. You were right. Um, <laughs> so I figured by complimenting him, he would allow him to get back to me. But then again, I'm shocked that he's on Twitter. Probably doesn't text. He probably just has a rotary dial phone. Yeah, that seems more a six-time style. It does. Yeah, up in a cabin. Write me somewhere. a letter if you need to talk right. to me. Russian KGB's um, trailing him everywhere he goes. He's got a big beard, leather right. jacket, leather fur jacket. And then that gets to the top of the mountain and screams, Jambi! <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, they were right. He did have more in him. And uh, <clears throat> Barsha, yeah, I talked to him after Houston also. Um, you know, and he was saying it's a start, start, start. He's normally a very good starter. He hasn't really been that good this year um, uh, uh, with hole shots. And uh, he did say that he had a plan in mind of what he was going to try to change on the bike, and he thinks it could make a difference and could make a difference quickly. And lo and behold... That's what happened. He, he told our Aaron Hansel, who was covering the race for us instead of me, after the race that they kind of toned the power down mm-hmm. so the bike wouldn't wheelie. I mean, I don't know if it's that 100%, but it sure seems like it made a difference. Yeah. I was talking to uh, one of the guys that was in the post-race to, uh, tech with him, and I guess his chain guide was super bent from a rock or a rut, and the guy was like, I don't know how this chain didn't come off. It was it was really bent badly the lower rear chain guide, so yeah the 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 inches of racing you know the things that the either go against you or work for you at the end of the day. Um, JT, how much RV was 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 very complimentary to Justin after the race, but he did make sure to tell me, myself anyways, and I think he told somebody else that you know he did around halfway back it down a little bit. Because he didn't seem like he said he would reel him in, then lose some time, and and he just didn't didn't have it. How much of that is truth? How much of that is just uh, just not wanting to admit you got beat? Uh, and and watching him on Saturday, do you, do you think that's what he did? Uh, well, I think there's definitely truth to it. But having said that, he said it himself. The first half, he wasn't backing it down, and he wasn't making it happen either. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's trying to save face a little bit, kind of weaving it open there. Well, yeah. I backed it down, so maybe the second half I could have gotten him. 
but the first half, I don't think he was really taking any precautions. He was just going for it. Yeah. And, you know, Barsha was kind of, you know, holding pace and not really giving anything to him. So, uh, yeah, I don't really think he's lying when, or, you know, kind of exaggerating when he says that. But at the same time, uh, I don't think really Barsha was giving him any room either to do anything with him. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a good point. Um, it did look like there were some close calls for RV early in the race. Yeah, I think everybody had some close calls. Yeah. To be fair, wow. uh, I I watched everybody at different times throughout the night, and you know, I, I just think mistakes were impossible to avoid if you were really pushing and trying to go fast. It was just the, kind of the the way you had to ride the track. I had some close calls in deciding between the kung pao chicken or the uh, pizza. In the concession. Yeah, I could, I, I could see how that would be a tough choice, and uh, yeah, did you a lot of time there. Hey, did you ever go back and get the Kung Pao chicken? I did. What'd I did you think? For the last chances. It was good, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, JT came over, Wagan, to... It was, it was spicy. It was more like Kung Pao than it was Kung Pao. Good point. It was spicy, yeah. 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 All right, now we got review of the concessions in Seattle. Um, what about Dungy? Uh, Wagan, pretty good ride. Last turn, first turn crash to uh, to fourth, but he did get passed by Davey Millsaps uh, for for second. Back repassed by Davey Millsaps. Well, you mentioned that inches in racing thing, and uh, something I wrote about on the site yesterday. I mean, let's just talk about the start in general with Dungey going down. But how close was Zilapoto to going down off that start? Could it have been any closer? Um. You watched it. I, I, yeah. you can't, it's the type of thing you can't see from the stands, but it was no. crazy. Yeah, I, I spoke to RV yesterday about it, um, and I said, uh, man, I, I said, uh, man, you just, what did I, I go, man, yeah, you just you just about crashed on there. He's like, just about. I was down, bro. I was down. I, I you know, I should have crashed or something, he said. Um, right. You know, he was basically saying, basically, it was amazing that he saved it. Right, so you talk about the gain of inches. He saves it of no fault of his own. Reed gets run into by Villapoto. I mean, Reed's just an innocent victim. Reed yeah. ends up out of the race. And then seconds later, Dungey is down in a separate incident. So <clears throat> you're looking at the points coming into this. Now with two races to go, Villapoto has a very good chance of wrapping it up a race early. And there's no way that would have happened if he was the one down and Dungey was the one staying up. Like in a fraction of a second, it completely yeah. flipped. Um and it might not matter anyway. Villapoto might get the title under either circumstance, but there's no doubt it's a big difference to a, you know, a, say, a 16-point gap right. and a 25-point gap. Yeah, so many things can happen in the course of 17 races. You know, so, so many things, good and bad. There's the razor's edge of, of, of things, you know? Yeah, and you know what, though? I will say, you know, in Dungey's deal, it wasn't his fault the first turn, but as all the riders will say, it was his fault for being behind enough guys. I think Hill went down ahead of him. Yeah. And then he just basically got plowed by him. So, you know, always, if you start ahead of those guys, you can't get taken down by them. So yeah. you kind of build your own situation there. So does it, does anybody think Davey's going to hold on to second? Do we do we think with two races left that Dungey's going to get Davey for second in the series? Either one of you guys? Well, I think what you just saw there is a proof that you can't really decide either way. Like maybe you can make the argument that Dungey's riding a little better because he did win a week ago. But um, it's only, what is it, one point? Yeah, one point. Two races to go? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all it takes is another mistake or first turn incident or a bad start by either one to flip it. So I'd say it's coin flip at this point. But two races and mm-hmm. one point, it's, it can go either way, I think. Uh, are you guys like me a little bit and looking forward to the outdoors and ready to get that thing going? Can we add Michael Lessie to that list? Yeah. Are you guys like myself and Michael Lessie? where we're looking forward to the outdoors at this point. Like, I, I'm really excited. I'm genuinely excited for the outdoors. You're going to throw in Stu again, who's out at Comp Edge today as we speak, riding. Uh, How's Wolf- he looking out there? Uh, I heard he wasn't looking as good as RV. That's all I, that's all I heard. Um, but <laughs> you're sourced on that. Yeah, my sources aren't really uh, unbiasedly <laughs> in that. Um, I mean, are you, guys, are you guys looking forward to outdoors, JT? Uh, I am, yeah, yeah, mostly because the drama in the Supercross has kind of gone out yeah. a little bit. Um, really, to be honest with you, really the only drama left is, you know, between Dungey and Millsaps and, uh, you know, the East Coast that we, you know, have to look forward to at Vegas. But other than that, man, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's mostly been decided across the board. And uh, I think 
almost everyone in the teams and riders and everybody are kind of switching focuses. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, Brock Tickle got seventh and Brayton got eighth, and I'm writing my observations call, and I'm, I'm like, I'm done. I don't have a lot to offer at this point at round 15. Um, you know, good ride by Tickle, good ride by Brayton. Let's wrap this thing up, you know? Um, what about you, Wygant? I hate to be that guy. I, I try to say, hey, I, I don't want to give up on a series. It's cool. It's exciting. It's Supercross. Supercross is awesome. So I'm not going to be that guy that says that. Let's move on. But I am going to ask JT, um, does anyone really want 17 rounds of Supercross? Like, have you ever encountered a team or a rider or anyone who says, like, this is good? Like, if everyone had their ideal world, would they want fewer races? What have you heard? Um, I don't really hear that too much anymore. Uh, no. I think everyone's gotten so kind of used to the way the series is run and the, the length of the season and all that. You don't really hear too much about it because I don't think there's really an option to change it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, it obviously seems like a lot, but to be fair, most of the riders now are making their money from prize money. There, you know, there's not a lot of salaries out there and there's not a lot of bonuses or contingency out there. So uh, without these races, a lot of guys wouldn't be able to, to afford to keep racing, honestly. So uh, it, it's, you know, double-edged sword there. I feel like when I did the Supercross webcast and I got paid per race, I really felt like the series wasn't long enough. But now that I'm just salaried, <laughs> I feel like they should cut it back to maybe 12 rounds. What do you guys uh, think? Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. No one wanted to go to Canada or Europe in December. That we, I think we can all agree on. <laughs> no, 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 because I did the webcast and I got paid for those. I was all for oh, yeah, okay. four races in December. All none good, bros. Of, none of the racers, nor mechanics, nor teams wanted to do those races. Uh, I always like going because I always did get up there. There would be less competition. A few of the factory guys wouldn't go, and I could right. always get a good finish there. I, I ran second there for like 12 laps one year behind Ricky. So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed going up there. Okay. Almost none of this. I uh, I, I don't know why. It, one thing for sure, like, man, 17 races in 18 weeks, one week off, and the outdoors is condensed now. And, I mean, truly, I really believe this. The outdoors is hard work. That's torture. Uh, if you're not on your game and you're not doing all the right things, it all catches up to you on a Saturday in 100-degree uh, weather. That's tough, man, for, for for racers, huh, JT? I mean, that's that's pretty. I, I truly feel that way. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no hiding what you've been doing in the outdoors. No, um, no. Yeah, you can get away with it. There's a few weekends that are always kind of overcast, and you know, get up in the northeast, and it'll be some cool weekends, and can maybe sneak by. But uh, yeah, you're going to get exposed outdoors if you haven't been putting the work in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, Michael Lessey. Uh, before we get to Jake Weimer. Michael Lessey uh, was fifth for the whole race, basically. He thought Weimer was a lapper and uh, moved over. He um, was getting the blue flag, and he thought Weimer um, was RV. And he, he let Weimer by. But no coincidence that Mike was strong on a track that was ruddy and sloppy and, and all that, right? Uh, I think that, and also um, it wasn't, as JT and I've talked about a few times already this week, it wasn't like the perfection game of Supercross, and there also weren't super heavy-duty whoops. Um, I think that all played into his yep. his hand. Like, I, I think Mike, speed-wise in Supercross, you know, if it comes down to straight up one lap, everything you've got, I just don't think he has maybe the natural speed, but he's obviously a dude that tries hard and he's in shape. And as far as just being consistent and logging laps under rough conditions, he's good at that. So I think it lent itself uh, to him. But at the same time, He's had some really bad races this year that I think are, like, below par for what he could get. Like, he's had there should four... be random weekends, I think, where he was getting sixth anyway, and he wasn't. Yeah, he's he should had... be able to do that on occasion on any track, I would think. He's had four races where he scored one point. Yeah, like, yeah. that's way worse than he should be doing, and he knows that. Like, this shouldn't be that much of an exception, but unfortunately, yeah. it kind of is right now. Weimer rode well. Weimer hates the mud, but he always seems to do all right in it. You know, a fifth place for him. He's back a little bit. Um, fifth or yeah, sixth. Plus yeah, plus he had signs all day. Like, it wasn't just track or no, he was, circumstances. Yeah. Wasn't he pretty fast throughout everything? Yep, fast in practice um, mm-hmm. all day long. Fifth overall, I think. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, he needed that big time. Actually, he was seventh overall, qualified seventh. Okay. But, uh, yeah, still, he was on the board for a long time. Um, Tickle came I would from- say, Mathis, that's worth you writing about in 450 words, but um, who am I to say? Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, Tickle, seventh, came from the back. Shorty went backwards. How about Tickle and Short in the LCQ, JT? Oh, we were all rubbing our hands together. We were waiting. Oh, yeah. We were they waiting. Down. Oh, it was epic. And then It, it was, was a battle that never, that never took form. And then it never, yeah. Then it wasn't epic. No, um, but you kind of expect that. Both both of those guys knew that they were the best two guys, and that's not the time or the place <laughs> to get in any kind of any kind of battle. As, as you can speak of, as you know very well. Well, yeah. When when you know you're better than everybody, you just want to get through it because if if something stupid happens in that race, it is not a good situation for anyone to not be in the main event. And even in the main, tickle caught short, and I was watching and. Just went around the outside of him. No problems. No incidents. Good for Yeah, and, and for, I wrote about that. It kind of, the track allowed, you know, clean passing. You didn't have to get in there and get aggressive. You could just pick another line. And if you if you took a different line for a, a few corners, you were going by because the guys were all over the place. Yeah. Um, it was really, really difficult to, to put in consistent laps and, and hit your marks everywhere. Um, Nicoletti, why can't? Filthy Phil. Yeah. Puts it in the top ten. It is unbelievable, the turnaround from the beginning of the year. And night and day, like literally couldn't make any mains no matter what, and then can't help himself he, from making yeah. mains. He did not he make a main. It. It's, until, it's almost until, exactly, isn't it like he went 0 for 8 and then 7 and 0 or something like that? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that's it, exactly. 0-8, yeah. and now everyone, he's made every one. And obviously he crashed out at mini, but he was up there. And yep. I think there was another one where he was up there and he crashed out. So, yeah, filthy Phil. I can't believe, like, you know, he is uh, – he's got the team's – out of Canary and Blows, he's got the team's best finish with this past weekend's ride. And he uh, – he's only eight points back of Bobby Canary for 17th in the points. Well, I will refresh your own memory. if It's not already right on the tip of your tongue already. But no one was pumping filthy Phil more than you last year. Right. Right. So are we there? Are you, well, it's time for you to start going all Kyle. Who, who is your guy this year? Oh, Kyle, Kyle wait, you, you know guy, my right? theory on this. Mathis just Kyle Peters? pumps everyone up and then just sprays the field with pump. And then when someone comes in, he looks like a hero. That is not true. Yes. That is not <laughs> true. I do not spray the field with pump. <laughs> That's creepy, spray too, by the way. The field with pump. Uh, um, <laughs> that's not true. But absolutely, uh, Nicoletti was a guy. But I did – I was asked about it, you know, at the beginning of the year, and I'm like, eh, first-year 450 rookie guy. We knew we knew that Phil had some issues staying on the bike on a 250 uh, crashing crash-wise and, and even some bike problems. But I wasn't as – I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't as pumped on Filthy this year. As I was last year, and he even told me I'd rather be in two fifties at like A one or Phoenix, and I'm like, oh, this is this is good, you know, um, <laughs> you know. But yeah, talent is talent, bro. Talent is talent, and his talent is rising to the top. That's uh, that's a great analyzation you have there. Talent is talent. Yep. Um, but good for Phil, tenth place, right? JT, I mean, come on, don't be bitter. No, he wrote great All for right. sure. I mean, he. he it's kind of been up there, you know. He threw one away at Houston, but um, I think he's proving that he's capable of running up there. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think Seattle is more attuned to his skill set. Right. Um, but he even, you know, he's proven on dry conditions too that he's capable. So, right. I mean, it's kind of good for him that he's finally making good on it. Really. Yeah. Uh, Freeze was good, also. Uh, Vince rode well. Yep. J- yep, uh, why again? Did you go to the JGR for lunch? Uh, no, I actually didn't go to JGR. Too much, too much. When you don't go to the race, you have so much more work to do to figure everything out. I didn't go, but then well, they I were all here. The they wouldn't have been there anyway, right? Yep. The they, jet was in Portland, and the rest of the team was here. Well, at least uh, Coy and J Bone and a few other guys were here. Oh, the jet didn't go to the Pirelli thing. Nope. Oh. Too cool for school. Well, he doesn't wear the oh. gear either, though. He doesn't wear the gear, so there's a little weird, weird deal there. It was know. a Pirelli. It was a Pirelli title sponsor day. 
Yeah. All right. Um, yep. What else? Uh, Hill was good. Don't let Hill's 12th place fool you. He was down in the first turn. Um, Was it 12th? Did he end up getting 12th? He was yeah, uh, yeah, the 12th. reason Dungey hit the deck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't tell on TV what caused that because they were more focused on you, you see Hill and Dungey, and then the focus goes to Villapoto and Reed, and then next thing you know, yeah. they're down. I don't know if somebody hit Hill first or what happened there. I can win some insight in there. Uh, it had rained for like two days, and uh, <laughs> basically what you can attribute that to. Okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't even need to go to Seattle <laughs> to figure that would be a factor. Yeah. yeah. Open. Um, we got lucky. Now, there was, yeah. yeah. Now, there was first-turn crashes all night. Just because of the mud, like every single race, there was a big first turn pilot. I was very surprised that more dudes didn't skid off JT, like right off the track. Yeah, it was it was weird though. It was like sticky, like sticky and not like watery, where guys would just blow through there. You know, right, they were kind of right. like uh, grabbing each other's front ends and doing all kinds of weird stuff when they when they would hop on the brakes. So, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. It was just like more of like a sticky mud where they would grab the front end would stick and then they'd go sideways and plow into each other. Then it was just like wide open into sloppy water and can't stop. Right. Hey, I'm going to ask you guys uh, a trivia question. Um, what rider has qualified 13th this weekend, 8th last weekend, and 11th the weekend before? Ben Lomé. Damn it. Yes. Um, but that's good. That that's my point is that Ben LeMay is uh quietly um doing all right lately. He's uh picked it up a little bit. He didn't make the main in Houston when he qualified eighth for some you know, I think he's got bad starts, but uh uh Minneapolis and Seattle last two weeks he's been in the main event. He's been in the main event three out of the last four. And uh I mean JT to to qualify eighth, I mean that's that's no joke. No, he's been riding really good. Um yeah, like like Bowman has said on your show, uh, he is a really good rider. Um, he just uh, has had a hard time kind of applying that to the races a little bit. Uh, but the, the ability is there, and uh, if he can kind of figure out that equation, you know, he was finishing in the top ten quite a bit outdoors towards the end of the year last year, and, uh, you know, the, the, the ability is there, so it's nice to see him kind of yeah. show up, show up if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I always feel like he – I mean, there's guys who fly under the radar like a Weston Pike, and then there's guys who really fly under the radar like Ben LeMay. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, there's uh, not not a lot flashy about what he's doing out there. He's a quiet guy, uh, too. Like, he yeah. doesn't – you know, yeah. he's not out there, you know, kicking his bike over on the stand to get attention. Yeah, no, he's uh, getting the job done for sure. You know, that's mm-hmm. – Obviously, you know, for uh, for his sake, it would be great if he could get some more press out of her, do something, grab a whole shot here or there, or yeah. do something to, to make you notice right. him. But the riding is the riding is good. Uh, do we know if Weston Pike's bike broke or did he break? He said that the bike was running bad the whole time. That yeah. would do a bunch of crashes. And... Yeah, it's, it was smoking. It was really – it was looked like he'd blown a head gasket or something. Like, uh, like figuratively? Like kicking the bike over, pissed off, or the bike itself? What do you mean? That's a term, you know what I mean? Like, oh. blew a gasket. Oh, yeah, yeah no. He yeah, and the bike blew a gasket. He doesn't believe in blowing a gasket. But. <laughs> but well, he didn't make the main at Daytona. It sure looked like he did. <laughs> uh, he yeah. definitely did care at that point. I got to say, you know, you go down to points, and Weston Pike is 14th. He is the first guy on the list with, by far, making the least money with the least support. He's beating Josh Hill. He's beating Canary. He's beating Filthy Phil. Beating uh, Josh Grant. Greeting Chris Blose. Of course, Chisholm and Lemoyne, they're all hurt. But you know you what I mean? You put Josh Grant on that list? Well, yeah, he's hurt too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I'm just saying, Wesson Pike, 14th. I'm pumped that as deep as this field is this year, and it's still really not injury ravaged. I mean, a couple guys are getting in and out, and Stewart wasn't there this weekend, but for the most part, it's been pretty good that there's still room for these guys to be making a mark, like LeMay with a career best, and Pike's had some good finishes, and Nicoletti getting in there. Um, there's There's been a lot like that. This weekend you had Mike Horbin and, and uh, guys like that making mains. Cody Gilmore. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, Cody Gilmore. Um, yeah, Gilmore. It's been a deep field, but yet there's still room for these guys to have uh, breakthroughs here and there. It's that time again. 
Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show brought to you by BTOsports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. The Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. There was a time, like, um, and I'm not counting uh, Horbin or Cody Gilmore. They were sort of, well, Horbin just started back racing, but Gilmore's been there. But there was about three or four races. As we all know, I do some stuff for X-Band goggles. And there's a lot of riders wearing X-Band goggles that are, how we say, uh, bubble main event guys. So I may pay some attention to them. Um, there was a point, uh, uh, Indy, Toronto, Houston, Mini. Um, where there was basically 24 guys for 20 spots. You know what I mean? Like there was a gap after those guys. And I, and I looked at, at, at the qualifying times after the practice and you looked at the, the main event guys. And there was basically a rotation of about six guys that went in and out of that deal. And those were the guys you had to beat. Like it was just one of those deals. It was None of the other guys, the Cody Gilmores or Mike Horbins and those guys, Adam Ekenop, Ekenop, Ekenbach, Enticnap, Enticnap, he, those guys weren't in it. You know what I mean? So like, if you're Kyle Partridge, you looked around, you're like, okay, I got Lemay, Albertson, uh, Les Smith, and um, you know, Blos or whatever to to battle. It was it was it was it was funny how it was working out for a little bit, and I don't really know where I was going with that point, but that was my point. So you're saying those guys were it wasn't there were 24 guys entered, but you mean there were like 24 guys with the general speed to be making. The yes, point. yes, exactly. Depending on starts and crashes, for about three four weeks there, I was noticing that it was the same 24 dudes mm-hmm. in the qualifying times, and they were fighting for 20 spots. Kind of information we're paying you to get, man. I thank actually you. really do. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, what else? Uh, again, with the end, Fab guys, Blos. Um, I feel like Blos has probably regressed a little bit over the years from where he was on H and H bike, where he was eleventh in the points. And but then again, the feel is deeper, JT. So how do you really judge a Chris Blos? You know. Yeah, I think it's he's been a little disappointing. Um, He's had some, you know, some races where he's been qualifying and throwing it away. And, um, you know, then other times he looks great. Um, so, yeah, just overall, I, I'm sure he and the team both expected a little bit more out of him. But 
That's the way it goes, I guess. Uh, good to see Cody Gilmore in there, though, for sure, and Mike Horbin on the KTM. Uh, Chad Reed's going to be okay, JT? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think so. Seems like uh, he's beat up a little bit. He's driving some V8 cars, so clearly he's feeling all right that way. Yep. Um, I think uh, he just got run over and uh, hit, the, hit the deck pretty hard. Right. Uh, I think his hand was kind of scraped up and beat up, so he's a little worried about that. But I think once the kind of sting went away, he was all right. And Trey Kennard, you you feel like he hit his head again, or that's the, that's the word you get? That's that's what I heard, um, and that was not even from from work here. I just heard that a rumor of that. So I guess until uh, there's a press release or some kind of official yeah. from them, you know, you never want to. Never want to assume that's what the case is, but I definitely heard that. Well, it does seem weird. Trey's not a guy to pull off, and literally there was two laps left, and he pulled off. Yeah, and, and he pulled his goggles off. I'd heard that he kind of hit his face um, so hard that it broke his goggles. Uh-huh. So uh, that was why he basically pulled his goggles off. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't I haven't talked to him. Per- right. I haven't talked to him personally. So, what do, what do you got, uh, Wagon? I thought his bike was smoking at one point, wasn't it? Uh, just out of the exhaust. Well, that's normally where they would. Well, I mean, no, but I think it was just like flooded or something. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just. Like I, blue I mean, smoke of death. Yeah, like just out. kick, 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 and he was twisting the throttle, and then, you know, who knows? Oh, uh, okay, okay. I don't think it was. It cleared up right away. It wasn't like it was, it was smoking the whole time, so. Right. Uh, Weston Pike's bike, however, was smoking up all the time. Was Diana Dahlgren smoking the whole time? <laughs> yeah, she's smoking. She was smoking, smoking the whole time. Uh, hashtag model life, bro. <laughs> I love, I love the my chick follows a bunch of monster girls on Instagram. I don't know why. That's another story, but they're like, they're so self-absorbed. They'll have a photo of themselves with another monster girl eating lunch, and they'll hashtag it model life. Ah, uh, you're just eating lunch. You're just eating lunch, chick. Or, you know, um, uh, driving a car, hashtag model life. I'm just like, really? Yeah, I'm because- upset. I, I just don't get it. I, how do you like, okay, we got it. You're a model. Right on. You're driving a car, though. Please explain. Why are you following these people? I don't. I don't follow them. My wife does. And I'm always like, <laughs> why are these people, like, you're driving a car. Why are you car. reading their... Hashtags then, because at this point, I gotta see what I gotta see what they call model life. <laughs> you got sucked I, in. I gotta see what they call model life because like, model life is you having to read what they have to say. Like that's part of model life. I'm gonna just text the. I'm gonna just Instagram a photo of me pooping and put astronaut life. <laughs> astronaut, but you're not an astronaut. <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's the same thing. I can call. I, I'm just doing a routine chore, and I could just call it whatever. You could put journalist life. Like pooping. I mean, you know, like <laughs> you're just eating with your friend. If you're out, if you're in your monster getup and you're posing with a fan, or you know anything like that, and you want to put hashtag model life, or you show a photo, uh, a guy taking your photo, or what? I'm down with it. That is model life. Eating carrots with your friend is not model life. Well, carrots eating carrots probably is. <laughs> I mean, is I, it, if it's Bubba Burgers, I'd have to argue, but. I just, I just, you know, it just drives me nuts. It's like, come eat on. Eat the Bubba Burgers. Do they eat the Bubba Burgers? There was no Bubba Burgers eaten in Seattle by myself or really by anyone that I saw. There was all kinds of people that I saw. Really? Hundreds of fans. All right. Did a, yep. did a Corey Moser eat a Bubba Burger? Uh, I don't know. I tried to avoid a Corey Moser at all costs. All right. Well. All right, let's move on. That's my Not st- really, but I, I don't know if he ate one or not. All right, let's move on. 250s. Hey, should we just ask a question? Is RV going to wrap this title up this weekend? What do you guys think? Yes. Oh, no hesitation. Uh, because, yes. I would say yes. most likely, yes. Yes. If not... I, I, I can tell you his motivation to do it is probably pretty high. If he doesn't wrap it up in Vegas, or in, in, in um, Salt Lake City, he will wrap it up in Vegas. Oh, good good analysis. You're, you're on fire today. Hashtag journalist. Hashtag media life. <laughs> Hashtag expert. <laughs> Hashtag points expert. Um, <laughs> hey, but for real, like, what it, like, okay, so. Nah, that wouldn't work. Never mind. 
right. I oh. tried to envision a scenario where RV tears up a knee in Vegas, and then he has to ride the main event, but he still have to get to the main event. You know, to fit to get the, the last lap of the heat race. Right. He limps across and qualifies. Yeah. And then in the main, they tape his knee to the bike. Hashtag duct type life. Duct tape life. Duct type. Could, could we go back to, remember when he didn't qualify for the main in Jacksonville and there was an argument over what position Stewart got because when he was falling off of oh, his yeah, bike, he, yeah. had, he had army crawled his carcass further up the track than Bonnie. <laughs> right, right. And, we <laughs> and henceforth should be credited with an extra point. With, with the extra point, right. So could we get to that where riders are army crawling up the face of jumps to try to finish <laughs> physically ahead? I I am further down the track. <laughs> I push further than you. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the army crawl. <laughs> okay, the um two fifty West series talking about things that are over. Uh Rock's in twenty points on Tomac with uh two rounds left. Uh Tomac throwing it away. But like we talked about last night, JT, it almost didn't matter. I mean, he was going to make three points up, but he needs a lot more help than that because those. It seems it seems like those two are a lot better than everybody else. Yeah, winning you know winning the race is obviously a huge letdown that he didn't pull that off. But in the grand scheme of championship wise, I don't think it was that meaningful. Uh, you know, me having said that now, of course, he'll make me look stupid and and Roxanne will grenade himself this week, and it'll come down to like a one point difference or something. But uh, you would have to think it wasn't a huge uh, turning point. Uh, just kind of another another reason why Roxon has a big lead, to be honest with you. Yeah. What about Tomac? What did you see in that mistake, JT? Uh, just just a mistake. I mean, he's pushing really hard. And uh, he uh, just, you know, pushing the, pushing the limit of the track. And the track was really ruddy. Um, you know, one, one small mistake when the track's that beat up. You kind of see what happens. I thought he got lucky to get up as quick as he did and still get second. Well, certainly could have been a lot worse. I mean, yeah. second place after a crash like that, right? pretty good. Right. I mean, his bike looked like a Team Hurricane bike, you know, after he got up. His fenders pointed yeah. straight up, and uh, he's lucky that – he's lucky, A, that he didn't hurt himself, and he's lucky, B, that the bike was still in good enough shape to, you know, go the pace to get second. Yeah. I – uh I'm glad Zach Osborne got a podium so we can stop this Zach is overrated talk, JT, from you. Uh, yeah, I've been leading that bandwagon. You, you've been on all over that. Uh, but Seeley was on him. Wow. Like you said, another lap. I think Osborne would have been in tough. Seeley rode great. Uh, he did. He's uh, Yeah, I didn't really expect that from him on that track. Um, you think When you think of Cole Seeley, you think of more of the – Kind of raw speed on a on a hard pack slippery track, um, not the coming from the back charge through a ruddy beat up track. So yeah, uh, pretty inspiring ride for him. Remember um, he won Seattle though a couple years ago, came out. Swimming. Yeah, 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 for sure. It just it just struck me as a little uh, I don't want to say uncharacteristic, but I wasn't expecting it. I guess so. Good to see for sure. I mean, after a long break like that, you kind of never know what guy's been up to. Um, I know he's been drifting cars and doing all kinds of stuff, but he's obviously been putting in time on the track, too. No, he said on the Pulp Show he has not drifted cars in the break, and he did not get on a skateboard. He was very scared of all, both those things on, on the break. So, so I, he'll do it between races with no break, then? Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Was he doing it between races? I don't know if it was just off-season or not. I, I, I read that he's a man of many talents, though. That we, you know, we that, will all soon read that. Yes, we were all assuming that. Um, Rattray, just like Alessi, Wygant, outdoors this crappy, ruddy, shitty, and Rattray gets his best finish of the year. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't there because I had a long conversation with Alden Baker uh, in Minneapolis. We were talking to him about Rattray and what's been up this year. And his point over and over was that the expectations are too high. He's like, yeah, he led the points last year at one point. Yeah, he was getting podiums. But there's more fast guys there, so two or three fast guys move in. You were second or third. Now you're fifth. And my point kind of was, <laughs> yeah, but he hadn't even been fifth. Yeah, I, I would fifth, like to. Right? I would like to talk to Eldon about that theory, because yeah, exactly. He he, he had not been fifth. He had been like twelfth and ninth and eighth. Yeah. Um, 
not eighth, this. Eighth was his saying, best yeah, finish. They, yeah. Their expectations are unrealistic. Top five is, is good. Because uh, he had not been getting top five. Come on, but, Alden. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, say what you got to say. But I, I, you're on a pro circuit bike, and you've gotten a ton of podiums in the past. Then that's where that's where your that's where your level is. You but, mean you, even top five, even if you were getting top five, isn't a defense? Like no. we're, we're doing awesome, we got fifth. No, no, you're you're right. 27 years old. You're on the best bike in the class, or close enough. You've podiumed, you know, ten times in three years. You led the points for a little bit. That's that doesn't cut it, you know. To say, right. ah, well, ah, tough class is tougher. Uh, are you, you you agree, JT? Uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, well, I mean, it's his trainer too, so what do you really, what do you really expect him to say? You know, um, you just kind of have to read through any, it's like trainer or team manager speak and make your own mind up really, (laughs) to be honest with you. Uh, why again, you were not at Seattle, so you missed, uh, Paige, Christian Craig's girlfriend getting back on the hot dog bandwagon again. No. Yes, yes. No! Another hot dog before the main event. Um, maybe before the, heat, before the heat race, actually. Before the heat race. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't work, though, as Christian started second and ended up 12th. So I don't look for a hot dog for this weekend. But the fact that there was a hot dog and I was not there changes everything. It, it's got, it does piss you off. You probably... It is, you know, I've questioned my entire thought pr- pattern now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> he had a he had a rough day. He did. Went down and practice. Man, he was on the ground a lot. I just think of Christian like as a SoCal guy who doesn't adapt well to stuff like uh, Seattle was. Uh, yeah, that's fair fair assessment. But I would think the same about Cole Sealy, but apparently not. Yeah, that's true. Good point, I guess. What about Austin Politelli? 14th to 6th. Uh, yeah, my yeah. dark horse this year. Yeah, JT, you've been yeah. on his bandwagon. Yeah, no, he's, he rode well. He's obviously, uh, he, he was kind of at the back at the beginning, but right. didn't, let that, uh, didn't let that bother him and came through to 6th. Right. Um, and that class is pretty deep. It's not like not like our, uh, you know, highly talked about East Coast. Uh, this, those, guys are, those guys are pretty for real out there. Yeah, please don't talk about the East Coast anymore. You've, you've, got, you've done enough damage to yourself. Myself, yeah, okay. Um, well, again, stop me if you heard this before. Stop me if you heard this before. Uh, Martin Davalos, he uh, he qualified first, fastest in practice. Okay, he uh, he won his heat, mm-hmm. won his heat. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, looked really good. Uh, but the main event just it just didn't work out for the main event, you know. Um, started mid pack, uh. You know, worked his way up a little bit, uh, fifth, sixth place, something like that, and then uh, then crashed, and uh, he ended up at ninth on the in the main event. <laughs> Just uh, again, pick yourself up off the floor because I'm sure you're you're bowled over right now. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't ever heard this before. I, I it's wow. Yeah. is this a recording? Is this a repeat podcast? Did you actually leave the room? Just <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit the play button. Hang on, guys, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh. Let me just put some. Sweet Jesus, right? Like, I mean, again, though, this when he, is, when really he wins. This sound like an insult to him. When he wins, I'm going to get all this shit from when he wins. I'm going to get all this. You never believed. You never believed. But I want all you idiots to know what happens every other week. And here's the thing. At this point, and it, we know it won't work this way, but at this point, if he does win a race, you are still correct. Oh, like, yeah. No. 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 Matheson said he will never, ever, ever win. So how could he be correct in that statement? Oh. That's a, that's a lesson you should learn, man. Never work in absolutes. Did I say never, ever, ever, or did I just say never? I don't know. There may have been one more ever in there. Not. I think he said this year he will not. Yeah, I, I did say that this year. Yeah. yeah. I did say well, I mean. probably like your odds at this point, though. Like, come on. It is unbelievable. Like, it is unbelievable. It reminds me, and this really is going to be a big insult to him, it reminds me of when Beavis and Butthead were in their heyday and David Letterman <laughs> actually had them come on his show as guests and they drew them on the show and they asked him why, 
why are you such a big fan of this show? Letterman's like 50 years old at the time, and these are supposed to be like 14-year-old high school punks, right? And he's like, I just like the fact that no matter what happens, no matter what situation they get into, they always end up being the same thing every time. They react to every situation the exact same way. And that, like, it doesn't matter what happens around Martin Davalos. He just does the same thing. Which, I mean, is comforting if you're, you know, you like that kind of stuff. Well, you know, in a, it's good to have, you know, in a spouse maybe, someone you can count on to always be the same all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. In many things, yeah. consistency is good. If, uh... I, I don't, don't know. know if Mitch I, likes it this I, way. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, just... What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do to try to, if you're Martin Davalos, to fix this? Do you just keep having the anvil drop on you over and over and over? I don't know. It's comical at this point. That's- uh, and speaking of uh, predictions, uh, Mookie was fast and crashed. Kyle Cunningham was fast and crashed. I know. Stop me again. Um <laughs> Uh, Sipes, though, Sipes got seventh in his return. Um, Sipes is one of those guys where, like, JT, if I told you Ryan Sipes won the main event, you'd be like, all right. And if I told you Ryan Sipes crashed out of the main event, you'd be like, all right. Yep. <laughs> Either There's, one. That's actually very uh, very astute because normally you don't see him get, like, a seventh. You either see him get, like, first or second or third or 19th or 20th. Right. <laughs> Sipes' range is 1 to 20. Yeah. Anywhere in there. He, he's – I think I guarantee you James Stewart is his uh, his hero. Yeah. Anywhere in there, you just go, whatever position you say, Sipes, all right, yep, sounds about <laughs> right. So I thought he was riding 450s. I never did find out what happened. I guess he just wasn't ready from his injury. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard that the week of the race he was riding 250, but I thought that the plan all along was to ride 450 when he came back. Uh, Jay, Who knows? Jay Canada had a had a rough night. He was fast, but he had pulled in the mechanics area. Travis Baker crashed off the start. Jason Anderson, your guy, Wygant, fast all day. He got out in front in practice, both practices, right away, leading the charge around the track. Uh, he ended up qualifying fourth, so that's good. But uh, don't know what happened in the main event. Just uh, crashed at some point, I think. So okay. Uh, yeah, Cole Seeley, by the way, last night on the Pulp Show. His contract is up this year, and he's staying in 250s. He's going to ride 250 outdoors. The original plan was to ride 450 outdoors. And because he got hurt last year, he did not score enough points to get out. So he is going to be a favorite next year, I would think, in that class. He's going to get a good deal from somebody. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about where he's going to go. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he didn't say – he said he liked the Troy Lee guys, but he definitely didn't say, like, oh, I'm working something out with these guys, you know? So. Uh, don't tell David Pinger that. He had the best program in the class. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, he also said Townley could win a title. Townley could win that title. <laughs> so. Is uh, is Roxon staying down? If he wins Do we know that? Yeah, if he wins. Yeah, this is his third year, right? Yeah, he wins the title. Uh, yeah, it's third year because he did East last year and West. The, yep. Yep. So yeah, yeah, he's out if he wins the title. And have we brought up the uh, the Moosecan situation there? Have we brought that up? I'm still waiting to hear back from the AMA. Uh, two emails oh. sent out. Two emails sent out now. Uh, still no no reply on that. Really? Yeah. Do you think that they're just putting uh, a bunch of straws in a hat and pulling it out <laughs> to determine what to do with them? <laughs> I uh, often wonder how often we ask them questions that. This is the first time they've even had that question. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like they've thought about it themselves. Do you know what we're talking about, JT? Uh, with Moosecan having to move up? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, he's raced. This is his second year, full year, in the, with KTM Red Bull. But in 2007, he raced two or three races. As a privateer, he made one main event. And theoretically, this is his third year in the class. Doesn't really matter. It doesn't specify how many races you do each yep, year. Was he? But was he on a FIM license then, or was he on a, a normal license? I I don't know. That could be a determining factor. I guarantee you that they're looking to try to keep him down somehow. Someone's looking. Everybody trying to hold him down. If if he wins and and Roxon wins, 
both KTM guys are on 450s next year, and uh, or 350s, and uh, that's probably not 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 in the plan for um, for Roger and the guys. So I have a feeling that Muscan will be in the whites class next year. I do too. I do too. Either somehow those two races or three races he did in 07, they'll be. Oh no! Subsection eight, section three says there has to be a three-year gap between your three races. Or if there's more than a three-year gap, you're okay. You know. If you do under four races and both of your names start with the same letter, you are exempt. Right. <laughs> yes. But it should, I think it's very fine, The spirit of the rule is not this. It's not. No one really considers that. They just didn't write the rule book well enough to address these potential situations. But there's obviously a massive difference. Scene. I mean, how old was he at the time? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? 18, Sixteen yes, couldn't even make yeah, the mains. Right. He only made one. It, he, he was a full privateer. That's not really the point of like, according, hey, yeah. you've been in this class dominating forever. You need to get out. According to DV, he even missed the start of the one main that he made it in, and he came <laughs> racing down from the pits and joined the race two laps down. So it's not. You know those, <laughs> shoot, those French like, lunches take forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd like but, to see the clip of that. Yeah, I know. Huh? But guaranteed, like, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, exactly. But then again, why can't these are the same people that were like, "What should we? What should? Hey guys, what should we make the uh, CC limit on four strokes for the for the class? Ah, five fifty. Who cares? No one ever will make a four stroke. Hell, make it se- make it seven hundred, Bob. Nah, we'll cap it at five fifty. But no, there's no way in hell. Anyone's going to ever make a competitive 550 four-stroke to race against a 250? These are those people. Those, the, uh, yeah, those, the, that's that's it. And then KTM comes out with a guy Cooper rides a 550 KTM, pulls every hole shot known to man, <laughs> and weaves back and forth while everyone tries to get behind him and get by him. Same people, same people. So, I remember, I, I remember in the early days of four-strokes, I always loved how Kyle Lewis would brag about. I'm on a privateer bike, and I'm yanking hole shots on factory bikes all day long. <laughs> he would always say that, and it was like the most obvious thing on earth. Like, yes, they are on 252 strokes. You're on a 454 stroke. I don't think it applies right now. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, he might have been, was he even on a 450. He could have been on whatever. The limit was 550. What's, what's, like, the, what's the reasoning, uh, AMA? You make the limit in the 125 class, you make it double, and then – in the 250 class, you may get more than double. Like, what, what, what was the thinking behind that? You know? Clearly, you don't understand algorithms. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I don't have a lot of faith in the AMA to make the right choice. But maybe we'll get Jeff Canfield on it. The thinking at the time was that four strokes were better for the sport. Because they were better on emissions. And remember... The EPA was going to cut down the sport of motorcycling and dirt bikes and motocross closed course competition somehow due to emissions concerns. That was what was on the horizon. Well, Our that's big fine. Big problem is going to be. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You can go and read magazines in the early '90s, and they're like, the big problem we're going to have is the EPA is going to crack down on vehicles for emissions. Two strokes will be banned. The government won't allow anyone to make them. So unless we can have motocross take place on four strokes, the sport will be extinct. Yet here we are 15 years after Yamaha came out with a four stroke, and I have never heard of emissions testing being involved with motocross in any way, shape, or form. No, that's all well and good. I'm, I mean, but why the displacement? Like, had they made the displacement at 350, okay, and Yamaha came out with a 350 four stroke, we might still have two strokes around today. But that was the point. They pretty much said the rule was designed to get two strokes out. We have to give four strokes so much of an unfair oh, advantage that it mean. pushes two strokes away. Because if we're all stuck on two strokes and then we have to do emissions testing, the two strokes will all fail and the sport will be banned. That was the theory. Where is this emissions testing? I don't know, man. These are closed course competition vehicles. Like, it's so completely irrelevant to emissions testing. Well, I guess. Well, you would, you could you could argue the same about noise. What what other motorsport at the top level has any kind of control over noise other than motocross? Yeah, top fuel top fuel dragsters. Yeah. Formula One, yeah. MotoGP, oh, top fuel NASCAR. Yeah, on and on. Couldn't care less. You're right. Nope. Monster truck. I just want to know who is forecasting this. 
oh, my God, oh, my God, the emissions testing is coming. It is coming. We have to prepare for this. Who said that was going to happen? Who is the person that forecasted this? Because it still hasn't happened. The same guys that kicked Jeremy Buell and, Buell and Tim for the 125 class when they didn't belong. They, when it, they didn't I think belong it was Jody Weisel. I think so, too. Um. All right, anything else? Do we have anything else to report on? From Seattle, Wygant wasn't even there. I feel like I learned a lot from this. Really? <laughs> for me personally. Well, I mean, you learn. I mean, definitely the the, the Volos thing was weird. Like that was one. That's, that's... <laughs> that was my... Again, I didn't need to go to Seattle to know the first turn would be muddy, and I didn't need to go to know Davalos would win a heat and then struggle in the main. Oh no, no, and qualify fastest. <laughs> for, you forgot that he he got the triumph. He got the, the trio of perfection. Qualified fastest, won the heat, shit the bed in the main. That is his. From now on, that is called doing a Davalos. That's that's the new. What'd you do? I pulled a Davalos. Oh, okay, cool. He did, so, the, he did the Marty. Yeah. So you won the heat? Yeah. Yeah, I got the heat raise bonus. Oh, okay, cool. Well, at least there's that. That is the, the perfect name now. Um. Okay. Joey Savashi, by the way, uh, looks like he's going to the Nationals via FMF uh, on, a, on a factory KTM 250F. So good good for him. Looks like he's going to keep his ride. Mookie well deserved. Sti- Mookie's still waiting to get paid. He just wants his money. Wants his money. He just, just wants his he money. He just wants his money. Uh, we don't know what's going on with that situation, but hopefully he gets his money. I would hate. I would hate to see him on the streets. Um. Yeah. All right. Anything else, you guys? Gurky. Good for me. Gurky's out for a while. Les Smith maybe back at Vegas. JT for your your team. Um. Your it's still your team. We're still going to call it your team. Oh yeah, I'm still an employee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Less, as far as I know, won't be back this week. Could change. He's yep. kind of day to day. So hopefully we'll have at least two guys for Vegas. Uh, no, Jean Carlos Ramos this weekend. Don't know what happened to him. Never saw. Oh, let down. I know. Probably had some sort of. Uh, uh, Maybe he had a uh, he had a like a different location for the shoot this week. Yeah, or maybe there was like you know some militia he had to fight off. Uh, movie premiere in uh, wherever country he's from. Brazil. Yes, Brazil. Uh, oh, X Games Brazil. That's where it was. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, X Games Brazil. Yeah. X-Games Best Brazil. whip, uh, step up. Uh, I was glued to the TV. Women's Enduro Cross. Yeah. Did you see Dirt Shark? No, I did not. Was he there? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there'll be, no, there'll be no Dirt Shark from Seattle? Is that the best thing about Seattle? <laughs> Maybe for you. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, anything else? Dakota Tedder didn't make the main, by the way. Uh, oh, Regal. Regal. Oh, Regal. Yeah. How can we not talk oh, I'm about so, Regal? I still got that covered, I thought. Regal was back. Was he back for Valley? He's back for Valley. Him and, him and Valley cannot quit each other. Uh, he, wow. was all, he was actually working in the oil fields, he told me, um, and got the, call, got the call from the only team that would call him, Valley. He just missed the, just missed the main event. He actually didn't look too bad, JT, right? What would you think? Uh, not too bad. I mean, we're, depends on what uh, kind of range you're giving him. Well, I mean, I'm, obviously you'd like to see him in the main event. No, but. but I'm giving him working in the oil fields, you know, probably not even riding to. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're comparing him to like Bruce Willis and Armageddon, uh, yeah, he rode great. But right. if you're comparing him to a guy who was on the podium a few years ago outdoors, then probably not the best. Well, he's never been that good at Supercross, though. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I asked about about going to Hangtown, and uh, well, Aaron Hansel, I'm sure, is tracking him down. But uh, I asked him about Hangtown, and he still didn't know. So, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. The Team Valley doesn't know if they're doing Hangtown with Baker and Regal in three weeks. You're telling me the potential is that Valley will call Regal in off the oil fields for three weekends of Supercross. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. This is our sport we're talking about, by the way. This is, hey, go back to work. Right. Thank you for, for coming in for we, these three races. We know, you've podium, we know you've podiumed outdoors before, but thanks for nothing. See you later. <laughs> and we know we're going into the outdoors, but we've had enough. We're, we're done. We, we, we know Supergross is not your specialty, and you're not prepared at all well, for three races. I talked, I talked to the agent of Travis Baker about it, and he said, you know, the Valley's just seen if there's the funding there. And, but, like, it's three weeks away. So it's pretty tough to get funding 
three weeks out of hang time. You know? Right. I don't know. I don't I don't understand. I seriously, Valley is, is a strange team over the years. Can we all agree on that? I, I don't want to bag on them because I feel like they try to do good. Like they do hire a lot of people who need help, need rides, need support. I think a lot of the crew on that team is even of that vein. You know what I mean? Like I think Chad Lanza, the owner, I think he's trying to do the right thing. Right. But maybe the execution is off a little bit. But, you know, it'd be like, okay, we can make fun of Teddy Parks and the privateer journey. He's a character. The Gus guy's a character. But you don't really want to bag on the dudes because what they're doing is cool for the riders, right? So I feel like in, these, in some way Chad Lanza is the same thing. I don't want to bag on him because he did take a guy who was completely out of racing, Regal, and got him back to the races. And Baker, I don't think, had any other offers either, right? Yeah, no, I agree. You just, I just, yeah. I, and I just said strange, meaning I can't figure that what they're doing, what that team is, what's going on, what's happening. Right, but I don't want it to yeah. come off as we're just bagging on them and making it super negative because, you know, the defense is going to be, dude, we're trying to do the right thing for people. And then right. we've all had these conversations before. Someone will then come up to us and say, you guys are making it hard for us to do the right thing by bagging on us. So all good, man. All good. I'd like to see. You know how Anchorman, they had all those brawls between the different news news stations? Yeah. What if Teddy Parks and Team Gus Gus got into a brawl? That would be pretty funny. And what, where would Wonder Warthog be in this scenario? He uh, could not be far. Well, he had his cape on and his Oakley Thumps in. He'd be in, yeah. the, in the middle of it. But, mm-hmm. but wasn't one of the teams born out of Wonder Warthog, if I'm not? Yeah, sure? I can't even keep track of okay. how this mutated. Does anyone know? We need to throw some folding chairs and some tables and have Gus Gus and Parks go at it for the ultimate sort of privateer helping program. Yeah. Yeah, it's – they're characters over there, that's for sure. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for doing the uh, RacerX, BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast, Seattle wrap-up presented by our friends at Thor MX. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thank you both for your insight. I feel like we did a good job today. Thank you. I will right, be in much. Salt Lake City. I will really be there. Hashtag model life. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.